Welcome to Released the Podcast. This is the second episode where I interview Chantal Simmons on a broken engagement and post-mission advice. Chantal comes from the rugged Cannon Beach area of Oregon. She comes from a part Latino family. Her mom is from Mexico, so she grew up speaking both English and Spanish. She has always been really involved in the Hispanic community wherever she has lived because of her background. Chantal loves the outdoors and spends most of her free time in nature. She enjoyed her time volunteering both in ocean cleanups and as a missionary in Santiago, Chile. Chantal recently started her own clothing line focused on the Oregon coastline called 363 Miles. You guys should go check it out. And she's working as a marketing assistant at a startup company while finishing up her degree in business management at UVU. When this episode was recorded, it was back in January when I was first getting started with podcasting. And so the audio isn't as good as I would like it, but that's okay. I only had one mic. I was still learning, but I hope you guys enjoy it because she has a lot of really good advice on that broken engagement and on post-mission life. Chantal, thanks so much for being on my show, the Released Podcast. Um, so I'm super excited to have you on because you're. Uh, she's just like was an amazing missionary. Came home from her mission, had a great thing, and you guys heard all of that in the bio before this. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna kind of jump into uh, her experience on the mission, how it translated to after the mission, and. I guess what her experience was like. So yeah, thanks Chantal for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. This is my first podcast that I've ever participated in and I look forward to sharing my experiences with everyone. Awesome. So in the bio, I talked a little bit about how you went to Chile uh, for your mission. And so can you tell me a little bit about that? Like which mission was it and everything? So I served in Santiago North Mission uh, in Chile, like you said, and I was there from June of 2016 and I got back December of 2017. Probably one of the biggest things that I think is pretty common that you hear like from returning missionaries is they feel like the mission was um, more than anything for them than for everyone they taught. Because, you know, like in the long run, you end up coming back and you're the one that's converted um, and you're the one that's changed in so many different ways. So that's something that I am so thankful for. Um, but also, um, I just loved every aspect of, of being out there. Um, I grew so much and I really learned how to be a leader in a Christ-like way. And um, there are obviously things that I wish I would could have done differently just like anyone else um, if I could give any advice to someone who is going out on a mission it would be to just be yourself don't like you don't have to be some perfect person to be out there and you don't have to like change or be like too serious and strict just like have fun you can be a missionary and enjoy every aspect and every day of it um, that's one thing I wish I could have done differently is I wish I would have just relaxed a little because I was pretty just I don't know letter of the law <laughs> just like <clears throat> um, 
I was they called it cuadrada in Chile, just like square. I, I don't <laughs> think that really translates the best in English, but I just like did things and tried to be as obedient as I could. But I think I could have t- I took it to an extreme sometimes. I think it's healthy to be relaxed and um, that there is balance in all things. But yeah, those are probably the main things that I took from it and the main things that I would give to as advice to someone going on a mission. That's awesome. Uh, some of my <clears throat> best experiences with Chantal have been when um, we're driving in the car and we're like going on a trip and then we just start talking about our missions and um, if there's anybody that loves their mission, Chantal does, like you can totally tell the way she talks about it. I guess your experience coming home, what was that like? Because you're from Oregon, is that right? I'm from Oregon. Yep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew that. She's from Oregon. I knew that. I'm just asking because that's what people do in podcasts. <laughs> um, so it was rough. But I didn't really realize that it was that that hard for me until like now I'm looking back on it or I looked back on it a lot in the past two years that I've been home and I realized that I really did struggle a lot just transitioning back into life on planet earth because sometimes you know you feel like you're in a different world on the mission you feel like it's like a completely different life and you almost like forget this life that's that you grew up in. Um, so coming back, it was just hard to, because people saw me a certain way from before my mission. So coming back and being pretty different, um, it was just like hard for other people, I guess, to like accept that I had changed in positive ways. Um, so I lost a lot of friends. Um, I also didn't, I grew up with a lot of non-LDS people around me. Um, in Oregon, I was one of a very, like, one of, like, three LDS people in my class, my graduating class, so that was hard, but, um, there was just a lot of things that I struggled with. I, I couldn't really have a conversation with someone that, um, just, like, a regular conversation if that didn't involve the gospel. I just, like, it was just awkward for me, um, so it took me a while to really figure things out, how to, how to just relax and not, tell people that they were sinning for doing things on Sunday or whatever, <laughs> telling my family to stop drinking kombucha. Just like really things that I wouldn't I wouldn't do now. Um, but all of those things I feel like are pretty normal um, when you what get are, home. What is kombucha? kombucha? Kombucha is like a fermented um, drink, but it's not like beer or anything. It's just like, I don't even know how to explain it. But it's really good, and it's not against the word of wisdom. Okay. But I, for some reason, I was like upset at my parents for drinking it. There's just like a lot of little things. I just wasn't myself for probably about a year, and I think I'm one of those few individuals. I feel like most people, you know, get going pretty quickly. They don't take as long as I did. Oh my! I, I took longer, but <laughs> <laughs> no. But I I totally feel yeah. Sometimes coming back from the mission. Anybody that has seen those return missionaries, it's like, oh man, you're awkward. I know, I, I think I was a little awkward. I don't think I was... Okay, maybe I was. My little sister told me I was really awkward, but that's my little sister. <laughs> she might have just been taking jabs at me. Um, but yeah, so so you got home, and you were living in Oregon when you first got home. 
I was just home for like a week and then I started BYU Idaho. Okay. And were you just there for one semester? I was there for two. Two? And then I transferred to UVU. Okay. Can you tell me what that was like being at BYU Idaho right after the mission or was it kind of the same? Um, yeah, it was kind of the same thing. Like I just was kind of antisocial cause like I was used to zeroing in on one thing as a missionary. So I zeroed in on school. I like lived and breathed school. I lived in the library. I would come home and go to like a study room on, in my apartment complex and just, and I just lived there. I just didn't like really focus on making friends. Um, I had friends, I just didn't dedicate time to them, which I feel bad about. I think that's something really important upon coming home is making sure you make people a priority, like being social and not zeroing in, finding like a good balance in everything, whether it be family, friends, school, like activities, like it's really important to be involved in all of those things and not just zero in on one of those things Mm -hmm. how was your dating life when you were at byu idaho did you have one since you were only focused on Um, studies or it was pretty non-existent actually (laughs) like i would go on the occasional date but i did not make it a priority whatsoever like if i had an assignment due or something to study for that was my priority um which in a way is good because then you don't get behind on your assignments and everything yeah, that's true. <laughs> I got good <laughs> grades for the first time in my life. Well, that's good. <laughs> so this is the part of the podcast where it gets a little juicy. Uh, Chantal has agreed to kind of tell us a little bit about her experience um, with her ex-fiancés. For anybody that has um, had that same experience or is kind of going through something where they're dating somebody seriously and some things to look out for. And so, Chantal, you were, um, you met this guy. How, how did you meet him, actually? So we actually served together in the same mission. So it's one of those stories. Oh, if you know what I mean. Exciting. <laughs> okay, I'll go on. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So basically, it's not what it sounds, just like every return missionary says who ends up dating someone from their mission, but it's true. Like, I didn't really know him in the mission. We kind of re-met, or actually met, um, at like a little mini mission reunion that I had um, in Rexburg. He like drove up from Utah State to attend the mission reunion, and... Um, we just hit it off, you know? We just had a good time, and then we started talking, and we were dating. And almost immediately, I actually had a strong prompting that I needed to jump out of that relationship. It was really strange, but, like, it was very clear to me. And looking back now, like, I know that Heavenly Father really warns us of things beforehand. And you will, like... You will feel it. You will know when you're not supposed to go into something. Um, so, like, right off the bat, I was like, yeah, I'm not supposed to do this. And, you know, I was just kind of in a in a situation where I thought maybe I could be in a relationship. And a lot of people around me kept telling me, like, hey, just because you start dating someone doesn't mean you have to marry them. You know, just have fun. Just get to know them. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to see what happens. Like, it doesn't mean I'm going to marry him, even though I, I knew I had felt a little warning. Um, so we started dating. Um, things got a little more serious. And he asked me 
to be his girlfriend. Um, and I agreed after a little bit of time of thinking. Um, and it was and, long distance. Yeah, time. it was long distance. I was still at BYU-Idaho in Rexburg, and he was in Logan at Utah State. What was it like dating long distance? Was there perks to it? Um, obviously, there were drawbacks, but what was that like? I do not recommend dating long distance whatsoever. <laughs> Literally every relationship I've been in has been long distance at like some point. Um, it's just hard to get to know the person. It takes longer. Like if you can only see each other on the weekends, like you'll only see the weekend version of that person. You won't see them like studying, working, like their regular life. You'll just see like the fun like, let's go do something side. You need to see every side of the person. And I think that takes a while. It takes, like, seeing them consistently throughout the week. So it's it's just harder to do long distance. I mean, I know peop- it works out for people. I know I have a lot of friends that have gotten married with or gotten in a serious relationship with someone, like, long distance. But personally, I don't recommend it. So um, during that whole time, like, it was just a couple months, I, I felt like something negative about it and so I broke up with him probably like I actually don't even remember I want to say like June of 27 what year was that 2018 (laughs) (laughs) um it kind of all blurs together now uh and yeah I broke up with him I had a strong feeling that I needed to move to Utah I moved to Utah I met Talmadge I met a bunch of fun people it was awesome um and he kind of snuck back into my life Um, he was very persistent, um, which was actually an awesome thing. Persistence is good, but (laughs) I decided to try it out again and I did and, um, everything was, seemed fine and felt fine. Um, I even felt like I was receiving, um, positive feelings from the spirit that like made me feel like I, like this was right. And I was supposed to stay with him and get married. Um, we started progressing and talking about marriage and that was something that we were aiming for. Um, so that was something that was so hard for me during this whole thing is that like, I truly felt like I was receiving guidance, um, that this was now right. And that we were supposed to get married. Um, we got engaged like the first week of January of last year. So 2019, um, and we started planning the wedding. We planned to get married, married May 18th and we had everything planned like into February, everything, the venue, I had the dress, like decorations, even we had our honeymoon booked, like a lot of things done. And suddenly like he approached me that he was getting some negative feelings about the situation and he didn't know why. And like naturally my world shattered around me (laughs) because you like have all of these ideas in your head of something that's going to happen and then when it's destroyed it's just kind of hard you know to get back on your feet and replan and figure out what to do next so i guess during this whole time when he first came to you and he was the one to talk about those negative feelings that he's having Were you just like, oh man, I knew it. Like I I had this thought a long time ago, um, but then just had these contradicting revelations or at least feeling that way. Like what were, what was your thought process? Did that like affect you any, any way? Did that make you like question your faith? Um, so 
all of the above actually (laughs) it was really hard because like at first i was like oh no this is satan like he doesn't want us to get married like we need to fight and be strong and be obedient we're gonna get through this but at the same time like in the back of my head i was like well i did get warned like in the very beginning about this and i knew what i had felt um but also i had received all of these like um spiritual experiences when we started talking about marriage that i felt like were super strong so it was just i was so confused so confused and like all i could do was rely on what god was doing and and just I, this like image kept coming to my mind this entire time that I was going through this and it's the house that is built on the rock versus the sand you know the primary song the house is built. Mm-hmm. so um I always imagine that like I, every time I would start struggling and thinking about how hard this was I would picture the house in a storm um on the rock And the difference, like these two houses were going through, they were in the same storm, but the difference was um, like they were built on different grounds, but they were experiencing the same thing, you know? And so like every time I thought of that, I was like, okay, I'm built on a solid foundation, Jesus Christ, like I'm going to get through this. And that helped me a lot. I know that sounds kind of strange, but just picturing the house on the rock in a storm, I was like, that is me. Like, I'm going to be fine. Like I have faith in Jesus Christ and... The atonement was just something I fully relied on during this entire experience. Um, I just held on so tight and just relied on the strength that I received from that. Uh, Would you say like the mission was the reason you were built on the rock in the first place? I would say so, yes. Because I went through hard breakup before my mission. That was so much more difficult for me. I know that sounds crazy because I was like in high school, but... (laughs) It was more difficult because I didn't rely on Jesus Christ. I was relying on myself. Mm. Yeah. So what I had learned on the mission that we are nothing without Jesus Christ. Like he, he is the difference, 110%. We can do all things through him. That's something that I really learned as a missionary. And so I really was able to apply that in my real life, yeah. my normal life. And so when after that happened and you're like, man, no, we can get through this. We need to just keep going. What what happened? Did you just, did you like talk to him about that and just be like, hey, let's both just like put our heads down and like keep marching or what, what was the conversation like? So basically something like that. Like I just kept saying that we need to pray together. Like we would call each other at night and pray. And we even like went to the temple together. And that's when I started realizing like this is, probably coming from heavenly father because at first i thought it was all him you know maybe partially it was who knows but um like i i thought okay maybe this is all him and satan thinking these negative things and feeling these negative things after all the positivity that we had felt but after going to the temple and seeing how he responded to what he was feeling i couldn't deny that he really felt like it was a prompting from God. So that was what was hard for me. I was like, I want this to work, but if this is coming from God, like how, how? (laughs) Like I can't fight God's will. Like it's God's will above anything else. And that is actually something that I recently accepted. For a long time, I felt like it was just his decision 
my ex's decision and I didn't accept that it was God that had decided and like pushed that like super recently so that was so hard for me but in the end like we just decided to take a break figure things out during that break I was like you know what I'm just we need to end this like I don't want to be with someone who is unsure of how they feel about me I want someone that knows exactly how they feel and wants to be with me so um I think I was in did a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have done and said a lot of things I regret during that time because I was angry and confused I was questioning like how I received promptings and everything but sometimes we just don't ever get an answer we don't ever know why exactly like not everything has an explanation we just have to trust in him yeah dang and that would be something so hard just to accept because it's something um that is you the other person that you're wanting to be with and then god um and a lot of times there's just like so many different things at work and so that'd be really hard to like i don't know get your head around um god's will his agency your own thoughts and feelings of the of this whole experience like from the beginning when you're a little skeptical and then when you're feeling really good about it and so man that's amazing and like thank you so much for like being willing to share that like with the released audience because like i really do think that th there's so many people out there that have struggled with with dating or how they feel about someone or just those just those questions and so like for somebody in that situation where they're not entirely sure how they feel about someone um, that they're dating um, what do you what do you what kind of advice would you give them hmm. <clears throat> someone who's unsure about how they're feeling in a relationship yeah That's that your question. so my advice would be to trust your initial instincts like fully I think right off the bat we kind of know what we should do um, and that's something that I've learned so much like I need to trust my gut and trust um, that God is there present from the very beginning we just need to listen and obey um, so just like trust the feelings that you have um, even if they're negative trust them and like trust that he knows all things like even though we don't understand fully why even though we want something to work like if it is not his will don't do it because it is like it will be so much better in the long run if you step out of it before you actually get married you know before there are more red flags um just follow your your instincts i think we know deep down we know whether it's right or wrong we just like fight ourselves so much for me, I, I had a, I had a time where I had this breakup. It was, it was terrible, and um, just within the last while, I've been able to look back at it and be so grateful for the fact that it happened, which is crazy to say. Because like in the moment, I was so just like heartbroken and like, oh no, like I've I've messed up everything. She was she was amazing in every way. I'm never gonna find someone like her. Like being just dramatic and everything. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because 
um, after a while, I think it was in the summer when I first felt this way, I was so like happy that it happened and I had no ill feelings towards her. I think it's important to not have consistent contact with someone that you were in a serious relationship with. Like, it's really harmful to you emotionally if you talk frequently, so don't do it. Just advice from someone who's been in a couple serious relationships. (laughs) Um, It's better to kind of just cut things off. Yeah. It really is. Number one rule of breakups, don't drive past their house late at night. Don't call their phone and hang up before they answer. All those things. (laughs) Sounds like you've done that. (laughs) No, no, not at all. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, no, I I definitely feel that way. The reason I think that I was able to get over a lot of um, heartache and hurt feelings and um, some even, like, ill feelings towards uh, my like towards my heartbreak was because we had that space and that time and time does really heal a lot of things. And so, yeah. So actually a funny thing about uh, my experience with that heartbreak, it was a while ago. Um, It took me a while to get over, but she actually just recently got engaged and I saw that on Instagram. Interesting. (laughs) And I, the greatest thing was, I felt so happy for her because mm-hmm. like that's awesome they look so much better together than me and her <laughs> ever did and so like it just see like I just feel happy for her which is great um, to have that feeling and to be completely over it as well mm-hmm. um, which a lot of times people think that you have to like come up with a those bad times um, and those and focus on those and that's the reason why you broke up and that's the reason that you can even get over them in the first place but once you get to that point um, it took a lot of prayer and a lot of learning the lessons from that breakup but once I did I could totally just be happy for her um, and and over it as well like I didn't have any jealousy at at all and that was like a real blessing and a real gift because it's just such a relief like why hold on to that um, those negative feelings or that um, any kind of jealousy because that just makes people feel bad in general yeah so I just thought that was really really interesting how um, how I was actually really excited for that uh, happy that that experience happened I think that's like a sign that you're actually over them too yeah when you feel good for what they're doing and accomplishing and dating and everything yeah, like you see yourself totally replaced in their life, and you're totally fine with it, yeah, and you're happy. You're happy for them. Like, like that's a that's a real sign of, um, I guess, yeah, like what you said that you're over it. And also mature. Yeah. It's a sign of maturity. It is. It's a deep sign of maturity, and I am so deeply mature. And so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess before we end this podcast, is there anything that you wanted to share with anybody or any kind of just like last minute inspiration or things that you're feeling about your transition home? Yes, um, there are a couple of things. Um, Mainly, just don't be afraid to put yourself out there to go dance with your friends, to go have fun, to meet new people upon coming home, like just exposing yourself and, and... 
merging yourself back into like life is really healthy like don't sit around at home and just like veg because that's like the worst thing you could do for yourself like try to be involved and stay active and just be good be good person and work hard um another thing on on getting engaged and getting married um i think it's really smart to wait like don't jump into that um like everyone's encouraged to focus on that upon coming home from their mission if you grew up lds or rlds but i think it's really important to kind of let yourself mature to date around to get experience to kind of like know that get a feel for what you want um just like don't be so stressed and worried about getting into a really serious relationship and getting married like being young and in your early 20s there is so much that you can do um especially before you get tied down to someone like go travel have fun with your friends like do things that you wouldn't be able to do in a relationship and enjoy that part of your life because it's so short um obviously like i'm looking and like dating i'm not just like just having fun (laughs) but um i just think too like culturally people are in this rush to get married and um to find the one and they don't really enjoy like their life (laughs) presently as much as they should like we need to enjoy every moment every day and like not stress about those things i think when we don't stress about them that's when it will happen naturally that's when you will meet the right person when it's not so much of a focus awesome hey thank you so much chantal honestly i really appreciate you chantal has been one of my best friends i just asked her at the drop of the hat and she's like yeah i'll do it super impromptu but it was great and it's so awesome of her to be able to share that part of her life that's a little bit more personal in hopes to help somebody else in that same situation so thanks so much for being on thank you i loved being here and talking with you and i'm so excited about this podcast um i just want to support in any way i can and i hope that everyone got something out of this and keeps listening to release hey everyone thank you so much for listening to that episode there's a lot of good advice about um engagements and relationships and deciding who you want to marry and so i really appreciate chantal for being on I also wanted to talk about something that is going on right now with this whole COVID-19 thing. And I was sitting in my car and I was talking to my little sister about this first podcast and and Afton was like, Talmadge, do you realize that this podcast is coming out right when all these missionaries are coming home? And I hadn't even thought about that, but there are so many missionaries coming home. And so I just feel so blessed that I can be part of this. I honestly do feel like God has prepared this whole thing to come out at this time. And so if there are missionaries coming home and you're a missionary, make sure that you do not isolate yourself. Even with this whole COVID-19 thing, try to get in contact with people, whether it's through um, Instagram, Facebook, FaceTime, try FaceTiming them. It's really fun to FaceTime your old friends. Also, if you know a missionary that is coming home, whether it's in your family or a friend of yours, FaceTime them, get in contact with them, make sure that they know that you love them and that you're there to support them because right now it is a hard thing that they're coming home right now 
and they weren't expecting to come home this early. And so they're getting thrown into the real world a lot earlier than they were expecting. Also, please, please, please reach out to me and tell me about what you guys think. I really enjoy hearing your guys' thoughts and I want to know about what you guys want to hear about next. And so reach out to me at releasedthepodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at Thane. Or you can reach out to me on Facebook at TalmadgePlatThane. I just want to say thank you again because I have received so much encouragement and positivity and I just feel so blessed that I can be part of this whole thing. And remember, God is good and he's planned on your success. And though you've been released from your mission, you've not been released from your ministry. When you've had the worst, worst kind of day,